Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Okay, so I have a testimony to read to you. So listen up. Dear Bishop, I want to share my testimony of how I got healed through last week's communion. I'd been experiencing an uncomfortable pain in my left and right ear with the one in the right ear more intense all week prior to Sunday. I had been studying for an exam and due to the sudden pain, I found it hard to concentrate. I couldn't answer calls with my phone to my ears All week, my phone calls had to be on loudspeaker. I couldn't listen to podcasts or music with my earphones either. On Sunday, when we took the communion, the first thing you prayed for was healing. I believed in the prayer and in the power of the blood of Jesus for my healing. Later, as I sat in my lay school class, I noticed the pain was no longer there. I didn't even realize what time or moment the pain left, but it was gone completely before I left church. Hallelujah. I thank God for healing through the blood and through your prayers. God bless you. Amen. Clap for our healing Jesus. Amen. Are you guys prepared to hear another testimony? All right, so please put your hands together and appreciate our sister, Aliyah. I just want to thank God for this testimony today. Um, My testimony starts all the way back in 2009 when I was just 11 years old. I was molested by my mom's husband at the time and it took a toll on me. I was very depressed and it damaged my relationship with my mom. Even though she was there for me throughout the whole court procedure and my counseling sessions, you know, I resented her and blamed her for what had happened to me. So um, um, by the time I got to year nine now, I started self-harming. And shortly after, um, I started feeling very suicidal. I put a lot of thought into killing myself. You know, I used to wrap extension cords around my neck, um, walk around the house looking for places where I could tie my belt to hang myself. I used to hold knives to my stomach, um, try drinking detergents. I would walk in the road in front of cars, you know, hoping to just get hit. So, um, um, as I got to uni now, I tried doing things that would help me get 
you know, over the past, you know. So I started partying, drinking excessively, you know, and I had a boyfriend at the time as well who was a drug dealer. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, he was a full-time... <laughs> he was a full-time drug dealer, so he wasn't... He would take me hotels and, yeah, he would take me hotels and, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so one day I got into an argument with my mom and, you know, she kind of got sick and tired of the way I was carrying on. You know, my attitude went from bad to worse and, you know, she decided to kick me out and, you know, she left my things outside. So I was just living with my best friend for some time, like two months whilst I was still living at uni. And, yeah, so I carried on with the party and thinking, you know, life's good. Uh, you know, I've got my freedom. And, yeah, so shortly after, you know, I started running low on money. was falling behind in uni. And, you know, my boyfriend was giving me problems. Like, he was so overprotective and controlling. So, you know, I fell into that, depre- dep- I fell into depression again. And, you know, I started feeling very suicidal. So um, one day um, at uni, I was sitting by my window and my view overlooks the river. So I was just thinking, you know, why not jump over the barrier and just drown? You know, that's the easiest way to die. I had no other options, so, you know, that was my initial plan. And I just, you know, I was, you know, why not end the suffering now? So, you know, a couple of days after now, I was going shopping with a friend and the lady ran out of the room. She was like, excuse me, my name is Rebecca. <laughs> and can I talk to you about um, First Love? We've got a campus church and stuff. So I took in everything she was saying to me. And I remember a friend of mine who I used to work with in JD, um, Shayla, she's been trying to invite me to First Love, but I just kept making up excuses as to why I couldn't go. So I decided to try out campus church and I loved it. You know, I kept going, and then shortly after, I came here. And (laughs) this church is truly amazing. And, you know, I fell in love with the church, the preaching. And I remember that same day when I gave my life to Christ, Bishop Richard said to me, you know, this is your home now. I am your pastor. You've got family here. And don't feel like you're not good enough for Christ. So I just thought, you know, thank you, Lord. He finally answered my prayers. So... I just want to, you know, those words just, they've had an impact on my life and I've changed so much. And by the grace of God, I no longer have suicidal thoughts. I no longer drink. I, I don't party anymore. My relationship with my mom is so peaceful and I'm doing well in uni. And I just want to encourage you guys to stick around, you know, we can grow together as a family and then, you know, continue to outreach, you know, because... I am a product of outreach, and I've changed so much, and I just want to thank each and every one of you. You guys are so loving, and I feel so welcome, like I'm at home. And (laughs) I just want you guys to remember that, you know, just keep fighting, and we are soldiers of Christ. And if the devil's not attacking you, then you're already on his side. So I just want to...
So I just, so just want to thank the support that I've been getting from Echo, Rebecca, and I just want to thank Shayla for planting that seed in me, you know, to find first love. You know, I just love it here. Thank you. Wow. Wow. I think you can clap more than that. If the devil is not attacking you, you are already on his side. Wow. Fantastic. Well, God bless you, Elia. We're happy to have you in First Love Church. Your blessing. Well, it's not over. Are you ready? Tap your neighbor and say, are you ready? To hear some of the best singing you will ever hear in your life. If you are, then clap your hands and welcome our sister, Sela. You can depend on me, Jesus. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody. Love, you can depend on me. So many people, they never ever heard of you. So many problems they have, they think they can't go through, Lord, but you can do for them what you've done for me, Lord. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody, Lord. You can depend on me. You can depend on me, Jesus. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You got to have somebody, Lord. You can depend on me. The harvest is ripe, Lord, but the labors are few. We make you this do what you want us to we're gonna speak your name we'll never ever be ashamed Lord I know you need somebody I know you need somebody you've got to have somebody Lord you can depend on me yeah 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 you can depend You can depend on me, Jesus. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody, Lord. You can depend on me.
Jesus, I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You've got to have somebody. Lord, you can depend on me. Can ring my bell I will walk 
to a very important part of the service the part that you've all been waiting for and I believe that everybody here something will be deposited into your life right now amen and we have our very own pastor in the house I want you to stand to your feet with shouts of Jesus joy and welcome Bishop Richard Ali hallelujah let us pray father we we want to thank you for another Sunday, another opportunity to be in church. Thank you for your grace that has found us, saved us, and brought us together, Lord. May we be blessed this afternoon as we hear your word and receive your word. Please anoint your word. Anoint the message you have for us today, Lord. May our lives be changed and affected as we hear your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want to continue sharing on watch and pray. Okay. You remember we started talking about watch and pray. So, um, you want to continue? Is it a good idea? Is it a great idea? Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter number one. Were you blessed by all that be- those beautiful ministrations? Yeah. You should join the choir. You should join the film stars. Use your talent and your gift and your ability. Everything you can do is given by God. Uh, the scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. There is no gift that is from the devil. So there are gifts that people have, but they are using it for the devil. So every good gift, that's what the Bible says. Every good gift and every perfect gift. 
comes from above. It comes from above. It comes from every good thing that you have is from God. There's nothing that you have that is from the devil. So all the talented, whatever that you know about, that don't use their gifts to serve God. The gift is from God, but they are using it to serve something else. Like your beautiful face is from God. But you can choose to use it any way you want. Your beautiful body is from God. Did the devil create you? So when you're in the well with your beautiful body, using it for interesting things, it's like using a gift that God has given to you to do stupid things. But it's still from God. Has your mom not given you money and you spend it on? You know what you spend it on, isn't it? On something else and on somebody else. But the gift is still from mom. It still came from mom. So, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh. It's from above. It cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So every, every ability that you have in you, start thinking about God and use it for God. If you can act, you can talk, use it for God. Use it in church. Use it in church so that the person that gave it to you, you use it to honor him and to praise his name. Hallelujah. You know, by the time the choir finished singing, by the time the film stars finish acting, my work is a lot easier because they've given several messages, several messages, several messages. They've already told you that you have to be saved. You have to be born again. It makes, it makes church easier. Pastor just has to preach for a short while, and then we can go because others have preached. Yeah, others have preached. The choir has preached today. Um, film stars have preached. Um, who else has preached? Testimony. Testimony. You saw her standing here. We didn't call her lady pastor, but she has preached. With her testimony. Anytime you want. Yeah, she said, go on outreach. Anytime you want to preach in church, come and share your testimony. It's preaching. That's your chance to preach. In case you think I'm the only one who preaches on Sundays, I'm not the only one who preaches on Sunday. People preach before I come and preach. I'm the last person to preach. They all take the peak R, then they give me the. <laughs> yeah. They give me whatever is left over and tell me that I should also try and do my best. Yeah. I understand it. So, a lot more of you have to use your talent and your ability. Because God gave it to you. Every good gift. Your nice eyes. It's not to send men to their grave. Your beautiful face. Your ability to tell stories. Your ability to make people laugh. Your ability to organize things. All that, all that is from God. It's God who gave it to you. 
It's God who gave it to you. Just that you didn't meet godly people early to tell you that use this thing for God. You met bad people who told that, wow. That you felt that is what it's made for. But every good gift, every good gift, and every perfect gift is from above. It's not from Satan. It's not from Satan. All the beautiful songs in the world is God. It's God. They have chosen to use it in the world and to make people take drugs, make people do crazy things, but it's from God. It's God. It's God's gift and God's ability. God created everything. Did Satan create anything? He has created nothing. He himself was created by God and he rebelled. So every ability he has is from God. In the beginning was God. Not in the beginning was God and Satan. In the beginning was God. Just as the beginning of your family was your daddy. Not daddy and mommy. It was daddy. Then daddy chose mommy. And they move on. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. So I'm just encouraging you to join things and make yourself available. Are you encouraged? Tell your neighbor that I'm encouraged. Tell the person that from next week you see me using my good gift in the house of God. Tell the person you see my beautiful face in church. Yeah. So you only see, we see your smiling face. We're encouraged. But God gave it to you. God gave you that nice face. God gave you that nice smiling face. You know, some people, their face always has, like, it's as though they're happy. Their face always looks like they've just won a prize. <laughs> yeah. That's how God made them. That's how God made them. That's how they are. Wow. So, we're continuing sharing on watching, praying. At the Mark chapter, Mark chapter 1. Verse 35, the scripture says that and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Do you remember we read this verse? So, if you want to watch him pray, try and wake up early. You have to be able to wake up early for prayer, for prayer and to pray. Um, Luke chapter 6 and verse 12 says that And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Instead of chatting with your beloved all night, learn to chat with God as well all night. Isn't it? So if you sisters, you can chat with beloved all night. You're always telling beloveds to Chat. I saw once uh, a certain sister. <laughs> a certain sister. That you should see. You should see the brother pleading. It's like he was pleading for his life. That I want to sleep because I need to wake up. And then she said, "I'll be your alarm." And her, listen carefully, her, her, her 
be your alarm is not because he said, he said, I have to wake up at five o'clock. And she said, no problem. I'll be your alarm. Hey, hey, I'll be your alarm. Doesn't mean that go to bed at five. Go to bed and I will wake you up at five. No. What does an alarm do? It wakes you up and it keeps you awake. So hey, I'll be your alarm means that I'll keep you from now to five. I'll be the thing that will keep you alert. And the poor boy. I always remember that conversation. As I was saying, the poor boy was pleading for his life. Pleading for his life. And the determined girl will not let him go. Talking. Talking. Then he'll say, I have to go. Then she'll bring up a new topic. New topic. And she, and she was good at what she was doing, you know. She was good at it because she could actually ask him for verses to explain. And then she, and she would say, this verse, what does it mean? I've always thought it means that he'll start talking, explain, explain, explain. They say, look, it's getting late. I got to go. Then she, look, she was in the driving seat. She was in the driving seat till 5 a.m. You think people don't know what they are doing? They know what they are doing. She knows what she's doing. She has a gift to keep you. (laughs) To keep you, to keep you focused on her. She should use it for outreach. She should use that gift for outreach. She talked at a point she she proposed to him and said, one day we'll become beloved. One day we'll become beloved. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you a story on imagination. <laughs> one day we'll even become. Look, people are good at what they want, you know. Yeah. It's just that it's just that a lot of guys are not analytical. They don't think in a certain way. And they don't read the history of things. But if you read the history, you, they, they will discover that they are not in the driving. Somebody is leading them. They will, they will actually see it. And maybe they don't want to see it. But if I were to be then I'd like to see it. To see who is who. And what I have seen. And what I have met. But they would discover that, no. How, how did I get here? They would ask them, how did I get here? I was led here. It's a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about the plan. Yeah. The sisters don't like it too much when I say these things. But it's true. So, I'm saying that. Why am I saying what I'm saying? I'm saying that try and wake up and pray. Okay? If you have the ability to stay up, Christian sister, stay up and pray. Instead of staying up and helping somebody to... um, be your 
I want to be. <laughs> Luke chapter 21. Are you in Luke chapter 21 in verse 36? What does it say? It says that, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before them, before the Son of Man. So you see, watching and praying, one of the things that it also does for you is that it creates divine escapes for you when you watch and pray because the longer hours of prayer and they pray for a long time, deals with a lot of situations in your life. Sometimes things you are not even aware of, things you are not even conscious of. But when you watch and you pray, that is when you are able to stay up or wake up early to pray, you are able to deal with a lot of things. When I say a lot of things, I mean a lot of negative things that otherwise could have happened to you. You're able to pray so that you would escape those things. A, pray, a praying person has a blessed life. A praying person has more of a blessed life than a, 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 a life that is full of trouble and disturbances and not knowing what to do. Even when the trouble comes, you even know what to do. By the time Jesus finished praying for three hours with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, when um, his his whatever came to um, arrest him. He was ready for it because he's been praying. The father, let your will be done. 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 So it's like whatever happens after this, it must be the will of God. The confusion and the not knowing whether you are in the will of God is because of the absence of prayer. Because when you, when you pray and you've been praying, whichever way, whichever way life goes, you are able to accept it more. And wait therefore, and wait therefore for God to hatch his real plan for you. Because sometimes, look, even when you are praying, you have something on your mind you prefer, isn't it? You want something. Like Jesus was praying, said, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. In other words, I really don't want to die. Is it possible not to die? Is it possible to live? Is it possible to live and multiply some more bread and um, heal some more sick and do some more? Is it po- if it's possible? I mean, who, who can easily say that? Yes, I'm okay to die. I want to die. I don't mind dying. I mean, dying is a scary thing. It's a scary thing to die. One of our pastors was sharing with us. Uh, I remember when his mom died, and was sharing with, sharing with us how he was actually reminding me of what happened. How the mom was very okay, you know, she was okay, but she had she had a problem. She she, she had she had a problem, which was a very serious problem. But she was okay, and then he was called from his office. He was at work, and he was called, and he was told that come now because she has. 30 minutes to live. So he rushed to the hospital and they sat his mother down. He said he felt that these people are so cruel. And they told her that you have this amount of minutes to live. So anything you have to tell your son, tell him now. And he said 
He said it was so he said it was so painful for him because he's never seen his mother in such a state before. He said his mother began to sweat. Now imagine you've been told you have and so I, so I asked him, I asked him that, so did she die within the 20 minutes? Or, he said, yes, within 20 minutes, she was gone. She was gone. But it, like, it was announced to her that you are going. Imagine if that now, would you ever like to know when you would die? You would, nobody would like to know such a date, such a date and such a time. I told her, Twentieth. Some, some, someone sent me a message. Yeah, they said she said she said she went to church on Sunday, like you've come to church. And her pastor has told her, has prophesied to her that she will not see twenty eighteen. So she's so disturbed. She sent me a message. Hey, pastor, that's the that's the prophecy she's got from Sunday service. <laughs> and she will not see 2018. So you'll see 2018. How can you enjoy 2017? Yeah. When in 2017 will I exit? So can you can you imagine? Can you imagine this person lives lives to t- um, December, Christmas Day? She'll be wondering. Then 31st night, she would not even want to go out. She would be wondering, where is the safest place to be? Um, if, if she sees 31st December, if I'm here and I say 31st December, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'll go and hide somewhere where a roof cannot fall on my head. Uh, I mean, look, I will live. She's been told that she won't see. That's, that's what she got on from church. Went to church, and the pastor said to me, "I will not see 2018 Sunday Sunday morning service." You have to tell that no, your pastor hasn't tried at all. So I said, "Your pastor," I said, "I said I, I said to her, I block every negative yeah. confession. It is blo- I said it is blocked. It is blocked." You will see 2018. You will see 2020. You will see 2022. You will see 2035. You will see 2050. You will live for a very long time. I mean, I said it to her. But you shall also live. are very important in our lives. We have to pray. Don't just be there and allow things to unfold. Don't abandon your life to fate. Pray. Be a praying person. Because when, when, you, when you pray, when you pray, you actually, you actually, you're actually saving yourself from a lot of problems and you are also actually releasing God's will. There is nothing better for you than God's will. And there are alternatives to God's will. There are alternatives to God's will. But there is none of them is better than the will of God. 
We have to be able to pray for God's will and pray for a long time. The scripture says that as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth. You see, there are good things that can come into your life through prayer. When you pray, God has a way. God has a way of directing those things and directing those people to come into your life. There are people that I have left, I have met, and I have in my Christian duty as a pastor that I think I can't see how I could have met them or they'll be in my life if they were not sent from God. Go your pastor, you need people. You need good people. You need faithful people. And I've also encountered wicked people who never, who never announce that they are wicked. They are smiling, laughing, moving around as though they are very spiritual, but they are very extremely wicked people. Wicked. I don't, when I say we, I don't know that you understand wicked. Wicked in the sense that the person that is working with you is like Judas. It's like, I, I'm not with you. What, what, what I appear like we are all building together. I'm actually destroying it behind the scenes. I've also encountered such people. And they never announced it. I was in my house when God started telling me about them. I couldn't believe it. I actually, I actually, in fact, when the first sign of feeling or conviction or word of knowledge that I had about such a person, I actually said, I actually said to myself, no, it's not true. It's almost like I almost rebuked the voice of the Holy Spirit. I just said, it's like, stop it. I remember I took my phone reluctantly to ask the person a question. I mean, I was not, I was so reluctant. But I just asked. I just asked what I felt I should ask. And the person gave an answer. And I believed the answer. And the same voice who said to me that asked, said to me that she's lying. And I said, I said, you, I, I said, I remember I said to myself, why do you have such a wild imagination? Why do you have such a wild imagination? Then I said, okay, let me try again. So I tried again. And they said, oh yeah, okay, I meant this and that and that. And I believed again. And I was there. I was there. They said, oh, no, you are being deceived. Look, what I'm telling you that looks so simple in about two days. Took about two months. This is a discussion back and forth with lies. Every time I'll get a lie. Every time I'll get a new story. And every time I get a new story, I'll be told, you're being lied to. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you accepting such a thing? Very wicked. You, you, you see, sometimes you even wonder, is a person even a human being? Is a person even a human? I mean, why would you be so determined to lie, to deceive, to mislead with wicked acts? But you didn't know. You see, you wouldn't know these things unless you are prayerful. You have to pray. You have to be learn to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch. When you pray, good things come into your life. And when you pray, you escape wicked things. A praying person doesn't cry over what you really want and it doesn't seem to be working. You will not cry over it. You say, okay, Lord, it's your will. We move on. We move on. But people who don't pray are people who fight and hold on for, to things that they shouldn't be holding on to. Yeah. 
A praying person. A praying person. It's it's easier for you. It's not easy, but it's easier for you to accept the will of God or to accept when life takes a certain thing. You won't cry. You won't cry over things that, you know, because we all like, we all have what we like, what we want, our dream, the perfect dream. It's called, it's called the ideal things, the ideal things. We have ideal things. Ideal dreams. When you pray, you will discover what's so ideal to you. You have to let it go. Because it's not God's will for you. And then rather, you will learn humility and say, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? Bring what you have. And when he brings what he has, he will give you a name that is above every other name. It will be something better than what you have, than what you are organizing for yourself. So let's, let's really pray. Let's really pray and let's, let's, let's pray also longer hours, longer hours, longer hours. And not, and not praying church is a certain way. A church that doesn't pray is a certain way. Some things don't even happen in the church. So you have people in the church who don't pray, leaders who don't pray, shepherds who don't pray, pastors who don't pray. They don't even know how they are locking, they are locking doors of growth, doors of blessings, doors of breakthrough. They are locking all those doors. Because they don't pray and they don't believe in prayer. And they don't fancy praying. They fancy maybe having titles, but not praying. And when you, you, are, you, are locking, you are locking yourself into a world where nothing happened. As soon as Zion traveled, as soon as Zion worked, as soon as Zion prayed, she brought forth her children. The scripture actually says that who has heard such thing, such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. Then the verses before that, it says, actually ask a question that who has seen, a, have you seen, have you seen a woman giving birth? Either before or after. Have you seen a woman giving birth then after she's in, she's in labor? Do you understand the question? Pregnant. Pregnant. Pregnancy. Pregnant. Big, bigger, biggest. She gave birth. Then after she's given birth, then she says, ouch. Labor, I feel labor pains. I feel contractions. I feel this. After she has given birth. But that's, that's, that's what we want. We want. We want things to, it's like I must give birth. And then afterwards, anything that happens with him that I can experience it. But you have the pain before the birth. The pain of prayer. The pain of waiting on God. The pain on waiting on the will of God. Before you enjoy. Everything you will have as a Christian is subject to the promises of God. And the blessings of God. And therefore, waiting on him, praying to him, talking to him, talking to him. You know, somebody who prays, pray about your life. Pray about your schoolwork. Pray about your future. Pray about your profession. Pray about your relationship. Pray about, pray about who you will marry. Which, but pray about even, even your church. Pray about your church. 
pray, 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 pray. And don't, and don't sentence yourself to five minute prayers. Pray, learn to pray for long hours. Learn it. Start from somewhere and be determined that I can pray for 30 minutes. I can pray for an hour. I can pray for two hours. I can pray for three hours. I can pray all night alone. I can pray all night alone. As you can chat with that guy all night. Because when you start praying, things are birthed. Good things are birthed. Good things. Good things. Good things. Good things. You will see the ideas you have when you start praying. That is God speaking to you. That's God speaking to you. That is God speaking. When you start praying, you are there, you are praying, you are speaking in tongues. And you speak in tongues. How many of you here don't speak in tongues? You don't speak in tongues. Give me a wave. You don't. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just a wave. Just a wave. Don't stand up. Just a wave. Yeah. A few of you. So the rest, you speak in tongues. By the grace. <laughs> yeah. It's good to speak in tongues because speaking in tongues helps you to pray for a long time. And speaking in tongues is a sign that you have the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would influence every aspect of your life. Every area of your life. Your thoughts, your this, your that. Every area of your life will be affected by the Holy Spirit. Pray, watch, and pray. That's what Jesus taught. Watch and pray. So today I want to share with you very quickly seven qualities you need to develop to be able to watch and pray. Do you want it? Do you want these seven qualities? One of the surprising things in life is when you marry and discover that your spouse doesn't pray. I'll never wish it on you. Hey, this guy, he doesn't pray. Because you see him on Sunday, you see him on Thursday, you see him on Friday, you beat up with him to have coffee. Like, he looks so nice and so people, he doesn't pray. <laughs> you see, and these are the things that you never discover till now you are, we are all under the same roof. And don't make the mistake. When you find yourself, don't make the mistake and think that everybody is like that. It's one of the mistakes you shouldn't make that everybody, everybody does the wrong thing. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. That everybody does the wrong thing. Everybody does, everybody is living in sin. Everybody's relationship is corrupt. Every, everybody's ways are like this. Everybody is like this. Don't, 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 don't say to yourself, don't say to yourself, everybody is like a certain way. Don't, don't make that mistake. It's a mistake you're making. It's a mistake you're making. You're making a mistake. When you discover someone that don't miss every okay, this is how it is. Everybody doesn't pray. You're making a mistake. There are people who pray. A lot of people pray. A lot of people wake up at dawn and pray. Don't think that everybody doesn't pray. Don't think everybody is sleeping with um, some um, airbag person they've met. Don't think, don't think everybody is like that. 
Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't make a mistake. Don't make that assumption. That everybody's religion has some twist on it. Everybody's doing it. Don't deceive yourself. Rather tell yourself that I can get better. I can rise up and get better. I'll rise up above my failings and my weaknesses. I'll be a better person. You don't have to announce your failures. But don't accept it and settle for it. Just tell yourself, even if it's, even if privately, tell yourself, tell yourself, look, I am going to overcome this difficulty. Don't say everybody is like that. You're making a mistake. I think you're making a mistake. Everybody is like that. Everybody doesn't pray. Everybody is a liar. Nobody is straight. Everybody sleeps around. You're making a mistake. Satan is encouraging you to destroy yourself. But God is sending deliverance to you. Everybody is not happy in church. Oh, we are happy. We are very, 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 very happy. You should see messages that flood my phone of people's happiness. Yes. Don't think, don't think everybody is not happy. No, 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 no. No, no, no. People are happy. People are very, very, very happy. You shall overcome. Amen. So, I said I'm sharing with you what? Seven. So, because I've given you the number, it's like, it's like I've committed myself, isn't it? I, have, I therefore have to do seven. I can't change it to three. Are you sure we can't do three? We should do seven. Yes. You're sure? Yes. You're sure? Yes. Seven qualities. You need these qualities. Number one. Number one, let me first, let me first read a passage. Luke chapter 11. Are you there? Luke chapter 11 says, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased. You see, people who know you should know that you pray. You see, when someone gets close to you, one of the things, one of the things they should detect is that this person prays. When you haven't detected prayer about your friend, don't assume you don't know when the person prays. It means the person doesn't pray. That is, when you get, as you get close to somebody, close. Do you understand close? Close. I know where you are. I know what you have for breakfast. I know what you have for lunch. I know what you're doing. I know you're in the library. I know you are here. I know you have something to do. I know you are, you are, you have, you are returning some shoes you didn't like. You know, you know all these things. Do you, know, do you know his prayer life? Do you know when he prayed? You know. That's what we, we can tell. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Can you make, can you make this prayer? That God should treat you the way you treat your friends. That's what that prayer is saying. Forgive us our sins as when you are forgiving me, the standard you should use is the standard I use on my friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Lord, I want forgiveness from you. I've sinned against you. I make mistakes. And everybody makes mistakes. If this morning you haven't prayed about your sins, then you, have, you, then you don't know God. You know your mirror. That's why you, you, you've, you've done makeup. Yeah, you, know your, you know your mirror, so you know your face. So you have fixed your face. But if you, if you know God, one of the first things you will fix are your sins. You, you will say it. You will say it. I mean, not praying for sins doesn't mean that you are super. Perhaps, perhaps, my only prayer that I will make after preaching is forgiveness of sins. And not perhaps, that's what it is. I just came from a camp. I've not had a chance. When I sat, I sat, I got a chance in the room alone. The only prayer I made was, God, forgive, forgive all the nonsense I've said to these people. All the nonsense I've said, forgive me. You pray about sins. You have to pray about sins. It's one of the things you pray about. You don't ask for forgiveness. You don't say sorry. That is, that is how come relationships decay. Because somebody wants to say so. It doesn't say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a point that I saw. I thought I'd mention that it says that the level, the standard for forgiveness that you want from God is the standard you apply to your friends. Can you see all your friends you said not to talk to when we ask, you say, well, there's nothing. You decide not to talk to him. So you are telling God that he too, when he looks at you, you say there is nothing, but he should stop talking to you. <laughs> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, and he said unto them from verse 5, Luke chapter 11, verse 5, and he said unto them, which of you, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at, um, at midnight? Are you listening? We started our qualities. Okay, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him 
as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Here endeth the reading of our qualities we want to discover. Okay, so quality number one is diligence. You need diligence and discipline to watch and pray. Diligence. A diligent person will stand before kings and not before mean men. The diligence, the portion of the diligent is fat and riches. A diligent person is a hardworking person. Is an industrious person. And then he's also disciplined. So you see, you see right here that one of the one of the statements that strikes me every time I read this uh, 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 illustration is that Jesus said, though he will not rise because he is his friend, which is which is a weaker factor. Why things are done for people. That we are friends. Because we are friends. That's not because, because you are friends, you never correct your friend. Which of us corrects our friends? Even though we know what they are doing is wrong. And even though we will never, we will never do what they are doing. Or what they have done or what they are saying. We will never do it. But, but we say they are our friends. So friendship, friendship is a weak factor. When we start talking about dis- the disciplines of life and, 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 and the pursuit of excellence to do well, your friend is not that friendship, that thing, that thing called friend. I know him. I know him. I know her. It is not a good basis. It's not a good basis to do, to do well in life. You know, we, don't use friend- we don't use friendship to do well in life. Because he's my friend. A lot, of you, a lot of you know the worst things about your friends, but you've, you've never even counseled them before. You've never even read a verse to them. You've never even rebuked them. It's like, it's like, it's like, if, it, it's, like if it's just based on friendship, then it's like, look, 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 I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I'm asleep. Go and starve. Your guests should starve. But rather, another quality that the friend has, which is, Diligence and the discipline of I am asking. I need a result. It's taking an effort to. I know. I know it's midnight, but I've made the effort to come to you to come and ask, and I am there asking. That is what makes the friend rise up from bed with his children. Because when you rise up from bed and your children are in the bed, the child will wake up. When you marry start having children, don't train your, your babies to sleep with you in the bed. When your wife says that, that is how the child says, tell your wife that, look, the child does not know a bed. Tell her, you are the one introducing the concept of bed to the child. The child should sleep in the court, not on the bed. 
When did the child, when did the, when did a, a, a seven day old baby know that this is mommy's bed and this is my bed? So fathers have been thrown out of the bedroom. They don't even know that they've been thrown. I mean, no, they, don't. they know, but they feel you can't do anything about it. You can't do something about it. Tell her, tell her. This, this boy, this child, how does the child know this is for daddy and this is mine and therefore I prefer mommy and daddy's? It's your training. It's your lazy training of, I don't want to put the child down, put the child to sleep. I have to hold the child. I have to do this. It's your laziness. Your laziness of sitting in one place with a child in my bosom like that. It's of putting the child down. So that you can do other things. Because you don't even want to do other things. Many years ago, I met a lady on a bus around Elephant and Castle. Her name starts with a V. Recently, I met her. When I, I, I saw her, I said, ah, this is, this is the bad counselor I met some years ago. Then I was married. I didn't have children. She was married, and she's had her first child. And she started speaking bitterly how difficult it is to have a child in this country. It is not easy. You will struggle. Look, I, I, was, I was frightened out of my, my way, my socks. Out of my socks. I, left, I, I was sitting on the bus, but I left my socks on the bus. I almost felt like that, look, we shouldn't have, a, we shouldn't have children. But you see, not knowing I've met a lazy woman. Yes. Everybody gives an experience based on their, their whatever. Make sure that the person you're comparing notes with is not a failure in that area. Have you not met people who tell that, hey, you need difficult. This course is like this. No, you're speaking, you're speaking to a lazy student. What is easy in life? Everything is difficult. You, you bring yourself to it. You study. You work hard. You stay up. And you overcome it. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. I was scared. I'm telling you. When I met that lady V. When I met. I was scared of having a family. Scared. She frightened me. I mean I was frightened. But no, no way. I was talking to a lazy woman. I was talking to an irresponsible woman. A woman who doesn't want to accept that I am a mother now. I have a child. So you are just, you are just. And you do things in a certain way. That now have a, no, it's, a, it's very difficult. We can't have a child. You see, children are very difficult to bring up. The child doesn't do this. The child will do be like this. It's very, 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 very hard. Lady V, I saw her not long ago. Even though she was saying hello, she, she even I came to ask her, Do I remember her? And I mentioned her name. I said, Are you not V? 
But what I was remembering is that bus that I met her on. Hey! She was lamenting over one child. So there we were. We had child one. And I was watching my wife. There was no problem. There was no problem. Second week of delivering, she was sitting in church with the child. I was even scared that, what are you doing? I was scared. I said, you know, these church members, they'll be kissing the child. The, the child will catch a cold. This, there. It, was, it was rather even helping the immune system of the child. It means the child was getting stronger, strong, strong, strong. Haven't you seen her walking around? Strong. When I'm walking with her, I tell her that, hey, you, you are short, but you are strong. And not many days after the second one also came. Yeah. Yeah, I've, had, I've had two babies before, two babies, two babies. Just two babies. Not get grown up, but they're two babies. When your children grow up together, it's easier. They grow up together. After a certain age, you say you, you finish the course. <laughs> yes. It's free advice. This kind of wait five years later. You, it's, like, it's like, you imagine, you imagine. You finish uni. You did a four-year course. You finish. Then we say, go again and start. And then within the four years, we say, do two courses. You can do it. Which one, which one would you prefer? Yes. That's children. That's, that's, that's how to have, that is how to have children. <laughs> that's how to have children. After the second one, me, I told my wife, I have finished. Me, me, I have finished. If I see you with a stomach again, it's your decision, your choice. Me, I have finished. Me, I have finished. Me. I'm done. I'm a preacher. And she brought us another beautiful gift. I said, well, I'm happy. I like it. I even like the sound of babies in the house. It's nice. I like the sound. Oh, they make it say that. It's nice. But you know who will wake up? <laughs> you know who will wake up? Me, I'll be praying. I'll be praying for you. You need diligence to do well. Ain't anybody who is complaining about things that are a natural part of life. School, studies, prayer, witnessing, baby giving birth. How can giving birth be a case? 
You need to be diligent to pray. You need to be diligent. Hard working. Hard working. Hard working. Hard working. Have you seen singers? Singers who can't sing. Beautiful voice, but they can't sing. Because they are not diligent about their ministry. Give them a song to sing. You, you wonder, what, what words are they? Are they composing the song as they are singing? Because is it sometimes some singers feel we don't know the words of the song we've asked them to sing. It is because we know the song. That's why we've asked you to sing it. And it's the words that we know, not the sound of your voice. I think Ronik is a good singer. Why? Listen, 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 listen. Why do I think she's a good singer? Because when she's singing, I hear everything she's saying. I hear the words. I hear the. I don't even know whether she has a good voice or not. I don't even know about that. I've never even asked whether she has a good voice or not. I don't even know. That one, I leave it to the technical people. Then she say whether she has a good voice and she can hit a certain note or do something. I, I don't know anything. But when she's singing, it's like a preacher. I can hear the words. Others, when they are singing, I can hear that they have. They are, it's like. It's like, I would not like to stand by them when they are singing because they are, they, they are, very, it's like they are very good in the... But I can't hear anything they are saying. Because the, the, a voice, a sound of a voice doesn't edify. It's the words that edify. It's the words that edify. Not how you sound. It's the words. So, what, so when you're not ready to be retrained, you have to be retrained. Because somebody has trained you that the way, you, the sound you make, when you make the sound and they start screaming, ah, so you are into, the words, are, the words are like hot oats in your mouth. We can't hear anything. When you're singing, I feel, I feel like telling whoever put you there that, can she go and sit down? Because she's wasting time. Even opera singers, Pavrotti and Co, we hear the words. We hear the words. for words. You can't compromise on it. You can't. And we're talking to you about diligence. So learn the words diligently. It's hard work. That's, that's where the hard work and the discipline is. That I need my friend to help me. I can't let go. I need God. I need God to bless me. I need God. I need to stay with God. I need God. I need God. Not that, okay, I've asked God for two days. He hasn't helped me. So let me go. Let me, tell, let me become a, 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 another religion. Because it's like what I want. I don't get it from the Christian. So let me become another religion. Or let me organize it myself. Let me, organize, let me organize the things myself in another way. Mm. Number two.
Number two is consciousness of the scripture. To watch and pray, you need awareness of scriptures, of the promises, the promises of prayer, the blessings of prayer. You need to be aware. Otherwise, at a point you will feel, have you, let me ask you a question. First, promise me you tell me the truth. Will you tell me the truth? If you tell me the truth, give me a wave. If you are not sure, give me a wave. How many of you have prayed as you are praying? You forgot that you were praying. How many of you have had that experience before? You are praying. You started praying. Like, well, you forgot. It's like you forgot that you are actually praying. Yeah. <laughs> you see, what can help you not to keep falling into that? Well, not, not falling asleep. Falling asleep is different. It's that like you are praying, but you have forgotten that you are praying. So it's almost like you are praying before you even if you realize you are even watching you are watching pornography. I know you say a, but understand say a so that it will be like it's not you. It's never happened to you before. One unbeliever brother. Well, not unbeliever. He's not the brother. One unbeliever guy. He said, he said, as he was being witness to, someone was witnessing, he said, he said, ah, by you Christian people, I don't understand you. He said, I have this girl. She goes to your church, not our church, not first love. Hey, Kapatunda, not first love. <laughs> Not first. He said, he said, number one, we have finished everything. I have used her, done, we have done everything. I mean, she's, it's like she's, she's skillful in it too. She said, when she has finished everything, we're all falling asleep. Five o'clock, someone is waking me up. When I said, what is the problem? She said, we should pray. It's done. We should have done prayer meeting. He said he was looking at it's, it's like uh, if it me an unbeliever. If if I pray and I believe in God, I won't do what we've just done. It just says, ah, what is who, who is this? They said number two. Number two, when we are doing the thing, and she is getting happy, then she starts speaking in tongues. Getting excited, as you hear? Shaila.
you see, scripture knowledge and knowledge of promises always propels you to draw closer to God. When you know that God will answer, when you know that God will do it, when you know that God will do it, he said he would do it. He said, if you ask me, if you ask, anything you ask in my name, he will give it to you. You are, you are driven by it. You can't, you can't, you see, that, that's what makes your prayers even fervent and effectual. Fervent and effectual. Fervent and effectual prayer availeth much. What makes, what, what makes you passionate about something is when you have a conviction about it. Our conviction in prayer comes from our knowledge and awareness and consciousness of the scripture. It affects the prayer. The reason why the reason why you will rise up and pray is because you have remembered and you have found the verse that God says that when I do this, when I pray this, this, this when you pray about it, he God can do it. So to be able to stay up, watch, and pray, you need that awareness and consciousness of the scriptures. You need to know the scriptures. Matthew chapter 7. In verse 8, it says that for everyone that asketh, receiveth. Can you see that? Everyone that asketh, receiveth. If you read such a thing, will you not ask? Will you not ask? You will ask. You will ask. If I tell you anything you ask me, I'll do it for you. Will you not keep asking me for things? Yes. Yes, everyone, for everyone, for everyone. Does everyone include you? Does everyone include you? Does it include your brother? Does it include the person sitting next to you? Does it include the person sitting behind you? Does it include the person sitting in front of you? Every, does it include the person preaching to you? Everyone, everyone that asketh, receiveth. So you don't have because you haven't asked. Then it says that everyone that seeketh findeth. Asking for something and looking for some something. What's the difference? I think the difference is time. I think the difference is time. When you are looking for where um the pastor is in the supermarket looking for it and asking a shop assistant which aisle is the pastor which one which which one is shorter when you ask it's the aisle 29 when you are looking when you are looking you may find it but it will take longer so here here what Jesus is also teaching us is that there is asking and in, this, in, in some situations, I don't know what situations it is, is you have to seek. When you have asked and you don't get it, it doesn't mean you should stop. You have to follow hard, hard, hard. You have to look for it. You have to look for it. You have to seek. You have to, it means that you have to stay. You have to stay on that prayer. You have to stay with it. Stay, stay there. Stay on that topic. Because you are looking for something you don't have. Don't, he says, stop cutting deals with Satan. Who will tell you that 
take some other variation of what you've been praying for. Then he says that he that knocketh it shall be opened. Which is also another form of activity. Now it's like now you are knocking. You are knocking. It's, it's like you've been locked out but you believe that you can get in. It's like, you've been, it's, like, it's, like you don't, it's like you don't belong here. But you see, I can, I can belong there. God can have mercy on me. God can give me a chance. God can give me another chance. So you keep knocking. You keep knocking. He said, when you knock, it shall be opened. So far, only knows how to use this principle on chasing girls. When she says no, she's so responding. You get excited. You say, oh, I will knock. She'll respond. One guy went to see his pastor. It's one of the amazing stories that I've never heard before, but I've heard now. And he said, he said to his pastor, I want to register myself and Sister X as beloved." So, Pastor was asking, Where is Sister X? It's like, Oh, she's there, but it's like I'm acting on her behalf. So, Pastor just asked, Are you friends? He said, No. <laughs> Wait. Then, Pastor asked, does, he, does she know that you like her? He said, No. <laughs> then, Pastor asked, <laughs> can, can you, Is that somebody is sitting in church somewhere? Somebody has taken your name to the pastor that he is naming, claiming, and taking. I don't know whether the person's understanding of beloved and registering is that it's like book the person so nobody can break. That's that's the kindest way I can explain it. That it's like I've come to church, I've seen Tuliswa. Maybe someone will come and take it. So let me go because this, uh, this is the official place. Let me go and register to this swap there. So when somebody comes, the person will be told that no, she's been registered already. <laughs> but that is not how it's done. Beloved beast, the person is your friend, and you have been friends. Don't bring us seven day wonders. You have been friends three years, four years. You have been friends before. You can say, Oh, it looks like it can work. No, I've met. I mean, if when you first meet people, that yeah, be look, especially when she's wearing red lipstick. But there's, there's a hidden man. There's a hidden man. There's somebody there that you haven't seen yet. That you need to give yourself time to see that person. Hey. One day I was in a certain country. And the pastor has given us one of his nine sisters in the church to drive us. So she was driving. She was driving. First day to where we are staying, and then back. Second day to where we are staying, and then back. 
third day, early in the morning, as she had picked us up and we're going. And she, I don't know even what happened. And she went through the red light. And I think the camera or something caught her. You know, I felt sorry for the girl that her real self has come out in front of, in front of the bishops. of camera. You should see this girl. Her driving changed. The, the things she began to say before she realized that we were even in the car. The things the, the, the cussing words. She started cussing. Hey! She even changed from English to another one. Shapa! Shapa! That the eye was sitting in front next to her. I went like that. I said, whoa. This is you. This is you. This is you. Three days. I said, whoever marries, will not not see this side. He, He wouldn't see this side. It will take time. She needs to be under pressure. And you see that she can insult, address. Look. It was like a tiger came into the car over a camera. And then someone tried calling her. She slammed the phone off. She's, I mean, she slapped, she slapped the she slapped it off. You don't know. But that's that's a real person within. That's a real nature. That's what sometimes we say, wait. Not because you're a bad person or somebody is too special. No. It's just that we feel you don't know what you're buying. It's like buying a shoe online that you haven't tried. I'm happy you can relate with it. Point me. <laughs> yeah. So the scriptures, consciousness of the scriptures makes you, makes you pray. You're able to pray because like it gives you hope that it can be done. I can have it. I can get it. I can have it. It can be done. It can be done. God can bless me. God can do it. God can do it for me. Well, you, you remember Jacob wrestling with the, with the angel till daybreak through the night. Till the, you say to yourself, okay, I've got to wrestle. On this topic, on this, I have to pray. I have to pray. Long hours, weeks, months. <laughs> Number three. Number three is persistence. I know somebody told you that when you have prayed once, don't pray again. Because when you pray again, it's like um, you don't have faith or something like that, isn't it? No. I I don't believe in that. I think pray till you get it. Pray till you get it. Pray till, ask till you get it. Ask, seek, knock. Persist. Persist. Like like that guy, Luke 11. 
The reason he got it was not because of friendship. Because of because of the persistence. The persistence. Persistence will always deliver what you are desiring to you. Persistence. Persistence. I genuinely feel some of us gave up on education too easily. Or a certain type of education. Genuinely. First reason is your age. You are too young to say this is not working for you. You're too young. You're too young to say I failed at this point. No. Try again. Try. Look, everybody can do something. Everybody. You see, perhaps what I may agree with is that maybe you chose the wrong course. Maybe the course that you, you chose because they are, I mean, they are abilities, aptitudes, what people can do and what they can't do. So it's true. You chose the wrong one. But at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, so I keep going. In whatever age. I can't see how you can define your life at 25. That it hasn't worked, so I've given up. No. Find a job and try it again. Do something. Just try. Just keep trying like that. Side by side, side by side, side by side. One day, one day you'll see that, oh, I've got it. Instead of saying to yourself, I'm 20, 21, that this is who I am, you are going to live till 80. 80 take away 21 is what? <laughs> what? What did you say? 59. Look. If you don't know how to do subtractions quickly. Let me, let me, show, let me show you a strategy. Let me show you a strategy. So you can be fast. 80 take away 21. Is 80 take away 20. That one is easy, isn't it? 60. 6 take away, I mean, 60 take away 1 is very easy. Yes. So by the time you do 80 take away 20, by the time you are mentioning the answer, you've taken the one out and say it's 59. Don't sit there and be saying, 80 take away 21. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If I say 80 take away 25, do 80, 20, and then do the 5 quickly. That's how it's done. It's not as though some people have calculators in their head. They split the arithmetic. They split the maths up and they come with the answer quickly. That's as you get confused. Somebody says, where well, somebody says, 101, 101 take away 29. And then you are wondering, how did they get the answer? He did, he did 120 and then he added one and did the next with the nine. That's how he came up with the answer. He hasn't got a calculator in his head. You think there's a calculator, then there's a dwarf sitting there. When he thinks, there's a dwarf, that's it for him. <laughs> no. The point I make is that you have 59 years of your life left. 
And you've decided virtually 60 years away that this is how I'm going to live. Three times you've only lived a third of what you can live. You have three times more of the number of years you've lived already to live. And you are deciding that that is how life is going to be. You are giving up now to spend the rest of the 60 based on the a decision you took when you were 20. That's how can you move in life then you see a 50 year old he's now come to uni. No, don't laugh. Don't laugh. I don't know why you laugh at everything. But see, he's coming back because he has realized that, look, I'm not dying. I'm not dying. I have to live. I'm not dying. There's time. So I'm telling you, free of charge, decide now that there's time. Because there's time for you. There's time. Don't define your life by anything you have failed at. You, you, feel, you didn't pass you didn't pass GCSE, GCSE uh, whatever chemistry, maths, whatever so because of that, that's the end of your life as if it's 20 times to pass do it 20 times what scripture says it's a sin to do maths 20 times what scripture, are you not Christians the person who did his driving test once and passed. And the one that did it 17 times and passed. What's the difference? Are there licenses that say after 17 attempts? The, the only thing we hear is I've passed. That's it. That's life. So I've passed. I've got it. I'm there. So you see, persistence is an important quality to have in life. Persist at things till, till you obtain the desired result. Stay with it. Try. Prayer, persist. Don't let anybody tell you that it's okay. It is only okay when you have the answer. It is only okay when you have the answer. It is only okay when you have the answer. Therefore, number four. You see, when people are getting corrupted, that is when they start using friendship. But Jesus said, he will not do it because of his friendship. He will not do it because of it. He will do it because of the right things. He will do it because of the right things. The person has the right qualifications. Just in advanced worlds where systems work, when you get into offices, you don't find people's relatives and people's friends. Yeah. When productivity is low, virtually zero, that's where you go and see people's friends and relatives. Because they, they appoint, employ, favor friends. They don't favor the right qualities that are needed. It's a church where you start favoring the person that you know. The work won't be done. We're looking for who can do it. Let the person who can do it, do it. It's not personal. It is not personal. It has never been personal. It is who can do it. Let the person do it. Don't we all like God? Don't we all like to build the church of God? Did I give you number four? Okay, I'll give you number four. 
Number four is, number three was what? Persistence. Then number four is insistence. Insisting. Insisting. I have a friend. I need help. Insisting comes with confidence. Yeah. You must insist on the reason why. By the way, let me tell you, you can only insist on something when you are close to the person. That is when you know the person, when you know I can talk to the person and I can reason with the person. That's when you insist on something. When you don't know, you're not so close, then you start, you know, it's almost like it's okay. Closeness to somebody gives you confidence. Confidence. That's sometimes when you want something, you use the person who is close, the person that can. You ask. You go and ask. You go and ask. Because you know if this person goes to ask, it will work. One day. One day. <laughs> I said to you, Pastor. This one was a branch pastor. One of my branch pastors. He wanted something from me. And I was surprised that he didn't ask. Because if he had asked, he would have got it. But he sent some sisters from his church to come in. And they, because they are not experienced, when they came, they said everything he has said, which included when you go he would listen to you. So I said, this guy really doesn't know me. If he had known me, perhaps he would have even used brothers. Yes. Because inexperienced sisters and not so whatever sisters also roll their eyes a lot. When you start rolling your eyes, it's too much effort. You are, trying to, you are trying too hard to make me feel that you are nice. That is why I switch off. Do you understand the point I'm making? He sent girls. He thought my name was Samson. When I see girls, I'll, I'll say everything to them. He thought my second name was Samson. So as they were sitting there, I called him. I said, your girls are failing. Which other weapon do you have? Your girls that you said to come and bribe me. I said, they are failing. It's not working. What are you going to use? Grandmothers. (laughs) He didn't know the person he was. Looking for it. If he had, if he had really, if he had known me, if he had known me a little bit extra, he would have known what works. He would have known that he himself is what will work. He himself, he the pastor himself is what will work. No little, little, little three, little three little girls beside my doorstep, <laughs> coming to sing sweet songs. <laughs> Rolling from the road, from the with eyebrows that you know, the eyebrow that is drawn. That when you meet the person, it's like, Hello, they always look excited, they always look happy. 
Even when they are hungry, when you look at them, the person looks, their face, face is like, With gum in the corner. Hi. Say, hey, brother, you don't know what works here. When you know God and you know his word, you will insist. You will even know that the Bible says that he watches on his word to perform. So you will insist. You will insist, no, God, you do this. God, God, I know. You do this. God, you, are, you did it for David. You did it for this one. You did it for this one. You even did it for my friend the other day. The other day, my friend came to share a testimony that you, God, this is what you did for her. God, me to have come. If you know God, you'll be very confident. When you know people, you'll be confident. When you know people, you'll stop trying. Like, 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 you see, can I give you this example too? Sometimes. Are you sure I should give it? Pastors, we don't quarrel with our members. Do you understand? Sometimes some of us try too hard. I saw there's a quarrel. It's like I have to tell him this. I have to tell him I've just bought shoe, shoe polish. I've just done this. Some of the things you're saying, there's no response. There's nothing to say. There's no problem with you. Do you understand? I am a Christian. How can I quarrel with my member? How can I quarrel with you? I'm a Christian. If I quarrel with you, how can I pray? There is no problem. It's just that we have never been friends. When I say friends, we have never been like buddies. You are behaving like it's like you are my beloved and I'm leaving you. No, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, because of the nature of the work or whatever, so let's say I talk to Maureen a lot. Just because of her work. So I talk to her a lot. I talk to Maureen more than I talk to Dandan. So if suddenly Dandan starts throwing messages on me, Bishop, this one, Bishop, this one, and then Dandan tells her husband, he doesn't mind me anymore. When did I mind you? <laughs> do, do you people understand what I say? I mean, when, my question is, when? I mean, what have I moved away from? Yes, now, now you're you you acting odd and weird. And it, it, will rather, it will rather make me suspicious. That what, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want from me? Just, just say it so I can give it to you. Do you people understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I talk to her more. I talk to her. I talk to her all the time. But then I send her. The other day I went to visit somebody. This person asked me that, how is my handbag? I was wondering. Do you know who my handbag was? Boreen, it's my handbag. <laughs> Sorry, okay, forgive them. That's that is that's, she's my handbag. I didn't even understand what it is. Who has a handbag here? I think I think it means that everywhere I am is hanging on my hand. This Maureen. I said my handbag. I said handbag. I've never heard I've never heard such a description before. So Maureen is always ha- hanging on my arm. Because everything is in, I think everything is also in the handbag. Yes, because when I'm with when I'm with her, everything I want can be done. When I talk, she'll text. When I talk, she'll send us text. When I say we want to do this, I want this meeting, she will text it. So yeah, baby, you have a handbag. I mean, 
All the answers are inside. Yeah. I think the person had a revelation. That is true. Yes. But I was saying, look, I want this meeting. She organized a meeting for me. I want to do it. She, she would do it. Yes. Sister Mo. But you are not my handbag. (laughs) (laughs) So I therefore don't expect him to create a scene. Like they said, there's no problem. There's no problem. We okay. We have been okay. We will be okay. We are going to be okay. We will forever be okay. I love you. I like you. I think about you. I pray for you. I will like you. I will love you. I'll think about you. I'll pray for you forever and ever. So help me God. So help me God. So help me God. But you are not my handbag. Can you accept that? You are not my handbag. Yes. And don't be jealous of the handbags. Because they, they are also thrown away. Hey. They're also thrown away and taken and this. I was afraid something will come out. <laughs> the way the owner screamed. Handbags are under a lot of pressure. You, you, you wouldn't know. They're under a lot of pressure. They're under a lot of pressure. It's, not, it's, it's actually not a comfortable road. It's a privilege, but it's not so comfortable. Whether you're male or female. God, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. My secretary works 24-7. She can't afford to tell me that I am asleep. She can't. Can you see why you are not my secretary? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She can't. And she's happy. She's never said she's compl- She's any day when I'm in another place that the uh, difference is six hours, five. She has to be up. Yes, yeah. I mean, I need to ask. I need something. I need an information. I need some something. She has. She has to do it for me. Who should do it? So rather when you see such people You have to even admire and even respect them Because you will not be able to do it If I was to do it, you will start complaining You complain right now You will tell me Saturday is your day off There is There is is no day off There is no day off Even Christmas day Even Christmas day I can bring an agenda And there is no problem So you can already see Christmas is coming. They started unwinding. <laughs> yes, holiday mood. You won't be a good worker. You'll be a good worker. You'll be a good worker. You will not have you will not have certain value or certain position. You're not a good worker. Christmas is coming. You started unwinding. It's like you started giving the the, the message and the you know signals is no it's Christmas so you know you can't be said it's Saturday you can't send us today is Sunday today is Sunday you can't hey, today is, it's midnight I've gone to sleep no midnight it's midnight 
Right. So I am mad to be awake. I'm not awake because I'm, a, uh, I'm, 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 I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm awake because of God's work. Can you see why you are not in some positions and somebody is? Yes. How did I get into all these explanations? We're talking about... Yes. So, yes. When you're close, you're confident. And you ask and you do and you insist. You can do things in a certain way. Let's finish off. Number five is relentlessness. All this based on Luke 11 verse 5 to 8. Relentlessness. Relentless is to be inexorable. That is, never give up. Never give up. In your prayer life, Kemi, never give up. Never give up. I'm t- never give up. Don't accept an offer from Satan. Never give up. God will answer your prayer. Amen. Number six. Impudence. Almost cheeky. That is, you are bold and almost cheeky. I haven't seen prayerful people pray or anointed people talking. When they are speaking, you even wonder. I mean, but it is, it is, it is their, what they know about God. Look at Jacob with the angel. It's like, let me go. It's like, I won't let you go unless you bless me. The angel will be wondering, what problem is this? What, what, what problem is this? It's like, bless me before you go. Bless me. And he, and he, got, the bless, he got the blessing called Israel. His name was changed that day. Israel. Imagine what would change in your life if you're able to stand before God in prayer. Stand before him in prayer and be prayed. Imagine anointings, gifts, open doors. Open doors that will care in your life. Instead of being there and sulking and crying and being depressed. And then number seven is shamelessness. People who get things are shameless. Shamelessness. That's because of his importunity. The word there is anadea. Anadea. Shameless. Shamelessly forward. Shamelessly forward. When you are too apologetic, I've asked God. In a, perhaps that's where that doctrine came from. If you've asked once or twice, it's okay. Just be saying thank you. Or just be doing this. Just be doing this. So you have to, so you have to remind people. So you have to genuinely remind people of things. You have some, your pastor has said to you, that, oh, I'll visit you. Or oh, I'll pray for you after church. His path has forgotten. He has, not that he doesn't want to pray for you. He has forgotten. You have to remind him. You have to say, pastor, you remember even people even how we remember people's names one of the ways one of the secrets for a pastor to remember your name is to tell him that I've told you my name five times <laughs> five times you, you, you even have to act as though you're upset that he can't remember your name you say pastor I've told you your name you asked me last week you asked me in January you asked me last year December you asked me in October you asked me last year April on Good Friday you asked me Bishop today too, you're asking me you can't remember my name Okay, I'll tell you for the last time. My name is Aisha. Since that day, you won't forget Aisha again. You won't forget. But see, if, also, if a lot of you do it, we'll still forget. 
But it is one of the ways we, that has helped to remember. Because when you see the person coming, it's like, no, what's her name? It's like an exam. No, what's her name? What did she say? What did she say? Yeah, she's the one who said she's told me five times. I can't forget. I can't forget. They say, yes, you are Annie. It's Annie. But why you say you are, you are shameless, over respect, you are too you just have to are too respectful and too so you are shy, shy Sheila. <laughs> shy Sheila. Nobody will know you. You have to be shamelessly forward. In your prayer life, be shamelessly forward. You are struggling with some sin, trusting God to help you. Don't think, why do you think God is fed up with you? He's not fed up with you. Go with to him again with the same issue. Say, God, you know this thing. I know. I know I even did New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution is one of the bad things you can ever apply to your life. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's like the law. You always find yourself a sinner with resolutions and rules. Flowing grace. Flowing mercy, flowing God's help. Let God help you. Don't say, this year, this year, I'm going to lose 10 kilos. Before you have put on 15. And, then you are feel, and you are feeling bad, not because of the 15 you've put on, but because you told yourself that you are going to lose 10. Don't give yourself rules. Don't, don't, don't be. You see, the Bible says, be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. Go to God and say, God, this year, this year, this year, this year, God, this year, oh my Lord and my God, this year, this year, I'm going to fast for 50 days. God, this year. No, relax. Do it gradually. Gradually. When you, when you can't do it, Pray to God. Ask him for strength. Ask him for grace. Ask him to help you. Like, Lord, help me to fast. Lord, help me to pray. Lord, help me to open my eyes as the pastor is preaching. You have to pray. God, help me. Pray about your shortcomings. Who else will you go to for your failures? Who else? Do you understand? Who else? Who else can you go to for your shortcomings? Who else can you go to for your feelings? Who, I mean, who will you go to? Who can you go to? Go to God. God is not tired of your failures. God is not fed up with you. He's not fed up. He's, Bible says he is rich in mercy. He's, in other words, he is loaded in mercies. He's loaded. He is faithful and just. To forgive us of all our iniquities. That is God. He is faithful. That means that you are guaranteed that when you go to God with a problem, he will forgive you. Yes. That means you can trust God for forgiveness. You can trust God for forgiveness. I've given you all my seven qualities. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Your clap was weak. But you didn't think I'll say it.
the pastors. They are not clapping. That's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to wait on God and persist in prayer and wait for the answer? You have left some topics, some things you prayed about, you've left it because you, you feel as though it's not God, but it's God. God is interested in it. 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 You see, when you start having children, you, 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 sometimes you understand some of these things. Even clearer. You, you have promised your child something, but you have forgotten. Because you can't forget. It's not that God forgets. But when you are reminded, it's not offensive. It's not offensive. What is offensive is when you accuse because that is Satan. When you, when you start accusing, you, don't, you, you are not like this, you don't like me, you are not interested in me. That's, that's, that's the voice of Satan. So when your child reminds you, it's like, oh yes, it's true. It's true. We can have it. We can have it. We can have it. We can have it. Before you've forgotten again. Then the child comes again. As they persist, they will get it. The persistent child gets things. The persistent child of God also receives things. The non persistent, you are there. You are there. Just there, it's like maybe it's not the will of God, but it is the will of God. Every prayer you have forgotten about, God shall answer that prayer for you. Close your eyes and just pray for yourself for two minutes. As you prepare to close off, just pray to God. Pray to Him. Pray to me about that thing, that thing. That thing. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Talk to him about it. Talk to him. Pray. Pray to God. That old topic resurrected. Then say, Lord, help me. 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 That one, that topic, that issue. Pray and continue praying. After this place, continue praying. The Lord help me. Lord show me the way. Lord bless me. Pray about it. We're just praying just for a short while. Talk to God. Talk to Him. 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 Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you once again for opportunity to come to you, to pray to you. Thank you for the blessing of hearing your word. Thank you for the blessing of the wisdom through your word. And thank you for the blessing of knowledge through your word. And thank you for the blessing of direction through your word, Lord. Father, as we pray, our prayers. May our prayers be answered, Lord. May the prayers of this congregation be answered, Lord. Give us that mercy and that grace that when we call on you, when we gather and we call on you, when we are alone in our closet and we call on you, Lord, you answer our prayer. Father, pray for hurting hearts. 
weeping souls I pray for healing I ask for healing I ask this afternoon every disappointed heart every weeping soul let them receive comfort let them receive help let them receive comfort Lord let every sense of disappointment be taken away Lord and let strength come to your people strength Lord strength Lord strength to fight on strength to press on strength to advance strength to move forward strength oh God let strength come oh God let strength come to your people let strength come Lord thank you Father thank you that you heal Lord receive your healing this afternoon receive healing of the heart healing of the soul receive healing receive healing for every disappointment you have experienced receive the comforting grace of the Holy Spirit receive it right now be healed right now that issue is solved and healed tonight this afternoon it is healed it is healed it is healed by the power in the name of Jesus it is healed your heart is healed your mind is healed your soul is healed in the name of Jesus your tears have been wiped away father give them victories give them excellent replacements give them excellent substitutes Lord for that which they lost that which they couldn't keep that which they couldn't manage well Lord give them something better Lord something better Lord surprise your children surprise them with good gifts and perfect gifts of God give them that which is perfect Lord give them that which is perfect thank you Lord thank you Lord for your blessing and for healing thank you for the healing that you has taken place right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Father that while every eye is closed and every head is bowed very quickly I want to pray for you I want to pray for you if you are here you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior perhaps you used to be a church person but you drifted away you've backslidden from God or maybe somebody invited you for the first time to church today and deep in your heart you can tell that you don't have a relationship with God but you want to say pastor pray with me pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to surrender my life to Jesus I don't want to go to hell I don't want to live a backsteading life I don't want to live a life where I, I'm not sure of my salvation if you're here like that you want to say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus today is my first time it's my second, my third I used to go to church but I've lost it I've been coming to church but I've never given my life to Jesus today I want to give my life to Jesus while every eye is closed and every head is bowed if you're here like that just lift up your right hand very quickly and I'll pray with you, your right hand God bless you, God bless you keep it up so I can see you, keep it up God bless you, I can see those hands God bless you, pastor pray with me I need Jesus, I need Jesus in my life I want Jesus in my life and my heart I need Jesus I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life just your right hand just right and God, I can see those hands. You also want to join in. You want to join in. You don't want to be left out. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be shy of. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Pastor, pray with me. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you. If I have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. One more thing for wherever you are. For wherever you are. I want you to come to me. Come out of your seat and come to the front right now. Wherever you are, 
Come. Come. Come right now. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you can still come. Come all the way. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus, you can come. You can come. You can come. You can come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you know in your heart that you are not sure. You are not sure of your salvation. Even if you are feeling shy, you can ask your friend that can you walk with me? I need salvation. I need the blood of Jesus. Can you go with me? Can you go with me? It's okay. It's okay to be helped to the cross, to be helped to salvation. Come. We are only singing because we are waiting for you. We are waiting for you now. your heads with me everybody let's say this prayer together especially those of us in front say meaningfully it is your prayer to God say with me say heavenly father thank you for today thank you for this opportunity to come to you please forgive me I am a sinner please wash me of all my sins with the blood of Jesus I believe that Jesus is alive I believe Jesus died for my sins and he rose up on the third day say Lord Jesus everybody say it say Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life be the Lord of my life Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me. Say, from today, I will serve you. I will serve you. I will obey you. I will no longer serve Satan. I am born again. I am saved. Say, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Shout a good amen. Church, wake up and shout a good amen. Hallelujah. You are given their gifts. God bless you. How you can become a strong Christian. Read it and become a strong. Because you don't know how to be a strong Christian. Maybe you've tried before. You didn't survive because you weren't a strong Christian. This will teach you how to be a strong Christian. Read it till you can teach it. That's how you know that you've understood something. When you can teach it then it means you've understood it. Read this book over and over again till you can teach it to somebody who says that they used to go to church but now you have become stronger than them. Read it and teach it. Then you know you've understood it and you'll be a strong Christian. Welcome to Jesus and welcome to church. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go. Church, wake up and clap.
Wow. Brothers, sisters, we are young. One. We are one. Brothers, sisters, we are one. We're going to receive communion now. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young. And we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. of blessing. May everything lost, every joy, every victory, every provision, every blessing be restored today, Lord. I call back every good thing into the lives of your people. May they have the joy of salvation, Lord. 
may they have the joy of salvation lord may they have the joy of serving you oh god may they have the joy experience the joy and taste the joy of being successful in every good thing they do oh god father this afternoon let there come a restoration a restoration of everything stolen by the caterpillar by the by the palmer worm by by the devourer lord every good thing that has been stolen the canker worm every good thing that has been stolen i demand it back to the lives of your people in the name of jesus lord i command every devourer every agent of the enemy to return every good thing that has been stolen from the lives of your people for this purpose the son of man was crucified and was sent to us and came on earth that he may destroy the works of satan may every work activity agency set up by satan in the lives of anybody here be destroyed in jesus name you shall no longer see him you shall no longer see his works you shall no longer see his set up you will see the hand of god you will see the blood of jesus the power of the blood of jesus restoration healing provisions salvation the joy of your salvation the joy of your salvation the joy of serving god may be brought back into your life thank you lord for this great blessing in the name of jesus like the scripture declares the night in which he was betrayed he took bread and he broke it and he said this is my body which is broken for you take eat for as often as you do this you do show my death till I come the body of Jesus the body of Jesus Christ eat it life comes into you The Bible declares that same night after supper he took the cup and he said this is his blood that is shed in the New Testament for the remission of the sins of many. If they drink you all of it and again as often as you do this, you do show my death until I come. Every good thing that you missed out on shall be restored unto you. Every good chance that you missed shall be restored unto you every good blessed opportunity that you seem to have lost God shall restore it to you salvation shall be your portion deliverance shall be your portion increase shall be your portion joy shall be your portion joy shall be your portion no matter your field of endeavor you will never be described as a dropout you will never be described as a dropout you shall be a success your story shall be a success story your story is a success story your life is successful you will do well in Jesus name the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus Christ drink all of it
Father, thank you for peace. Thank you for peace. Thank you for sudden peace that comes into the lives of your people. Because the enemy is defeated. The enemy is thrown out. The works of the devil is destroyed. Thank you for peace. Thank you that the things that we saw that disturbed us, we will not see it again. The results that disturbed us, we will not see those results again. The things that were said to us that disturbed us, we will not see those things again. Thank you for peace, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seats.